Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Come through, queen. I wanna see ya come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan and Brendan, and this is Come Through Queen. And we done, baby. You may be like an old book I saw yesterday, like bye. you know, a broke version bye, of bye, Tina bye, Knowles. Bye, bye. Oh jeez, woo! This is getting good. Hi, Brendan. Hey, Dan. Uh, another weekend, another weekend you traveling about the world. I went to Long Island, which is home of at the end of this island we're currently on. Home of new housewife to OC Gina. Yeah, saw Gina. She was great. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just so much to catch up on. One so much going on. That's like sort of off topic for us, but like I wanted just to like mention, and everyone should go read it. Um, Vanity Fair did like <gasps> this amazing profile of Michelle Williams. Um, that was just, like, so well done. Um, Busy Phillips, of course, was quoted in it. Um, I, like, loved every second of it. Just wanted to... I I have no connection to Vanity Fair, Michelle Williams, Busy Phillips, other than we can sort of see the house where Michelle Williams used to live in Brooklyn from here. Yeah. Brendan, I started reading it at my desk, and I was like, I need to go up, get up, go to Dunkin', Get a nice coffee, sit down, and finish reading this in Duncan. Mm-hmm. And it was a whirlwind. A whirlwind? Just of emotion. Yeah. Not of, like, content. But just there's, very, it was, like, a very emotional piece. There's, like, this really good quote from Busy Phillips that, like, sort of gives real insight into Michelle Williams. And it's about how the world sort of views her as, like, this frail mm, flower. Yeah. But really, she's, like, the most, like... A boss-ass bitch. Boss-ass bitch, uh person that uh uh busy knows here's a fun fact what back when i was pretending to be a head in high school i like had a somewhat crush on michelle williams circa dawson's creek like it was a crush to like keep up appearances except like i i you know it was like an emotional crush like me and um topanga yeah sure Yours was better, because where's Topanga now? I know. I feel like she, like, lived a life. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. Always love Michelle. Stand by Michelle. Read this article. 
a one true queen in her in her own right. The thing she says about Heath Ledger and he was like the first person to like I forget exactly how she mm. frames it, but like to show like her love, love her to love her to let her be free. Yeah. And now she's free. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um yeah, wow. We've well, never talked about Michelle Williams on I know, this. but you know what? Maybe. Sometimes the moment calls for it. Yeah. Uh, but let's get to things that we need to talk about. So we, our universes are have been shaken to a core this week. We have suffered from four losses, two of them that we knew about but have been confirmed this week. Okay. Um, which we'll talk about first. Sure. So Kenya Moore and Sheree Whitfield are officially both leaving Um Real Houses Atlanta, we'll talk about Kenya first. Multiple sources close to the show tell People Magazine that Kenya Moore will not be on the upcoming 11th season after a messy, lengthy contract negotiation that left her and the network on opposite sides of uncrossable battle lines. Basically, both production and Kenya wanted to return as a full-time housewife, but she wanted more money than they were offering, and she also didn't want to film personal time with her husband, Mark Daly, um, who was previously off-limits last year. A source close to production says, quote, everyone wanted to have Kenya back, but they wanted to have old Kenya back, the one that isn't afraid of the cameras. Um, You can have secrets, you can't have secrets and be on reality TV, especially when other housewives are showing up all their lives, the good, the bad, the ugly. They need to see your life. Um, She was still being offered other options as of last week, but they're now completely done. Everyone was rooting for her. We were all rooting for you and wanted to see her back. Even women like Nini and Portia, who haven't always been Team Kenya. Uh, a few things. I think this might have been in this article or another article, but I, I think either Kenya or Kenya's source gave examples of like Cameron on Southern Charm and a few other people oh, yeah. who get the privilege of not having to show everything in their lives. I do feel, though, with Cameron, though, there's, like, been bubblings around where people are like, this is effed up, like, she should have to show everything. Yeah, well, spoiler alert, I know you haven't been watching Southern Charm so much this season. I haven't been watching, but I know every single thing that has happened. So, on last week's reunion, she really, like, was crying, like, making amends with Catherine, like, doing everything she can to make herself relevant. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting to watch. Yeah, but, like, also, isn't she, like, basically the narrator of that show? So wouldn't the show see kind of a shift if she wasn't around? Sure, she's a narrator. But, like, also, every episode of Housewives starts with, like, another woman saying, last time on Real Housewives of New York or whatever city we're talking about. Yeah. Um, But back to Kenya. The Kenya one I was uh, not shocked about, but, like, that one was more in question. Because I think she was filming things. But then she didn't go on the trip to Florida, which we reported on a few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. which I think was kind of a nail in the coffin. Uh, I also think, like, she's living in New York. So... Like, people talk about seeing her in New York all the time. Give her an apple, I guess. Give her... Spoiler alert, Carol's apple. (laughs) Yeah. I I would love to see that. (laughs) Um, Someone who probably won't get an apple and is also not getting a peach. Yeah. Um, According to Page Six, on Monday, Sheree Whitfield confirmed she would be exiting the Bravo series, citing a, quote, low-ball offer. Um, She said, currently living my best life, uh, while replying to a fan on her Instagram story, um, quote, was not interested in entertaining the low-ball offer that was sent. No, you are worth 
No, um, your word. <laughs> um, asking if she was fired, she said she declined to return. Yeah, which is interesting, and I know the Facebook community called for this to be a possible deep dive topic in the future. Housewives which, that were fired or housewives that left on their own accord. But which, that would require a lot of work that from will, our, our part. I think we should. We will do it um, maybe once New York ends and we don't mm. have as much. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, that's like a really good deep, deep dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sheree, listen, she'll have more time to work on the joggers. She'll have more time to enjoy Chateau Chiray. She'll probably pop up on Marriage Boot Camp mm. with, um, what's his name, via phone, talking to Dr. Jen or whatever. Oh, yeah. her Also, P.S. Tyrone. Kim Richards is joining um, Marriage Boot Camp. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. Which with is, Along with Aubrey O'Day and Paul D. Yeah, which is bound to be sad. Um, let's talk about... The saddest of sad. Mm-hmm. Carol Radziwill is leaving Real Housewives of New York. So this comes from People Magazine. Carol Radziwill is saying goodbye to Bravo's The Real Housewives of New York City. The 54-year-old award-winning journalist and best-selling author will depart the hit reality series, which she joined in season five, she revealed exclusively to People. She says, After six seasons on Bravo's Real Housewives of New York, I've decided to return to what I do best journalism and producing. I'm sure this has not come as a surprise to any of the viewers, all of whom have been supportive, encouraging, and kind. My original curiosity about reality television has waned over the years. I am focusing on TV and writing projects that better suit my more steady temperament. I have worked with amazing producers, made great friends, and I'm thrilled to leave frenemies behind. I will remember this entire experience with delight, humor, and a voracious accuracy. Next. So the statement was very Carol Radswell. A voracious accuracy. On uh, BravoTV.com. <laughs> um, we decided we're going to do a full like look back mm-hmm. at, as a little mini deep dive at the end of this episode. Um, sort of like hit Carol's greatest hits because we will miss her. I mean, she, she brought... Like you were saying, she was like a different kind of person to be on one of these shows. Yeah, it will be hard for another one like her to join one of these shows. Mm-hmm. This was like a get for Bravo. Right. For her to join. Right. Uh, kind of in a similar fashion as Tinsley Mortimer, although like those two are playing out very differently. Yeah. I see what you mean. Like Tinsley Mortimer is like a unique person yeah. to have on the show. Yeah. Uh, so you dug up some extra. I didn't really dig this up. It was posted on the Facebook group, like yeah. just moments before. You should be first of all join the Facebook group. It's just come through Queen. Make sure you join the group and don't like the page. No, like the page too. Why not both? Because the group's better. Okay. Um. So this was posted like moments ago by um, Brennan Carling. So Rob Shooter, who if you don't know, he's like this gossip guy. Um, I haven't really tracked him whether he's always accurate or not. So, like Brennan said, grain of salt with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but he tweeted, boom, that didn't take long. Jill Zarin is already in talks to return to Real Housewives and replace Carol Radswell. She's great TV. Uh, so, as we all know, this weekend in the Hamptons is Camp Zarin. Well, Camp Zarin closed. This 
weekend is Jill's annual um, luncheon. Yeah, but don't they call it like Camp, like the Camp no, Zarin? No, Camp Zarin is was the location. That was what she called her house. Yeah. Did she sell the house? She sold. We reported on this. Remember, she posted that sad video with Ginger, and they were walking through oh, like the grounds for a long time. She now has a Camp Zarin South in Florida. Um, near Mar-a-Lago. So obviously. is it going to happen in Florida? No, I think this one's still happening in the Hamptons. Just like on the location not owned by her. Yeah, she might have bought another house. I don't know. But her old house that was called originally mm-hmm. Kim's Heron. Anyways, her big fundraisers this weekend, usually a lot of the housewives show up. My theory is that if Bethany Frankel makes an appearance at this function, then we're 90% sure to see Jill Zarin join the show next season. Mm. It all hinges on Bethany. And if Bethany decides to let it happen, put her producer hat on and like make some good TV, then it'll happen. I don't think, and I don't think you're saying this either, that there will be cameras up because it's way too early. Oh, definitely not. No, 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 no. I'm saying like this would be... An introduction. A public, like, this will be like the first time they've been seen in public together since the funeral. We do know that they have seen each other since the funeral mm-hmm. um but at jill's house so like if this happens i think it'll be a big statement that um something's brewing yeah and then it'll be interesting to see if bethany doesn't show up but like a carol does wouldn't that be wild yeah but like the zarin events are always like home for the fallen housewives we'll get like a wakili we'll get a, a, a Patton. <laughs> but like like ramona comes through yeah, Ramona comes um, through. Cynthia Bailey comes through. She's like halfway out the door. <laughs> Luann kind of comes through sometimes. We're not going to see her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if this happens, it sets up a very... If if Jill's back next season, and if she's back next season as like a friend of Bethany, mm-hmm. this sets up a very interesting dynamic, and I think this is how the cards are going to fall. It's going to be Jill, Bethany, and Luann on one side. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sonia? I think it's going to be Dorinda and Tinsley on the other side. And I think Sonia will be the go-between. I feel like we're... Are we missing someone? Well, we're missing Carol. Carol's going. <laughs> Ramona. Oh, Ramona. Ramona. Yeah. Ramona will be... I Ramona will be with Tinsley and Dorinda, maybe? I don't know. I haven't thought it through mm-hmm. enough. Okay. Maybe she'll be the go-between. Because she is, like, sort of good with everyone right now. Which yeah. is a weird place for Ramona to be. Love it. Uh, So, in even more sad news, more departures. This one makes me really, really sad um, because I watch this show every day. Um, The View co-host Sarah Haynes is leaving the show to join Michael Strahan on the new third hour of Good Morning America in September. Page Six reported this, but it's also been confirmed by Sarah on the show and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was like what came up over the weekend yeah um they announced abc announced in may that it would launch a third hour of gma um that will air in the 1 p.m time slot which is like wild yeah because it's not good morning america because we're not in the morning anymore but what they're calling it is gma day and they like did do something similar to this a few years ago back when it was like the golden era of Good Morning America, stick with me, because I know you're not 100% in. But Robin Roberts and um, George were the hosts, but they had that Lara woman, they had that Josh guy that was tall, they had Sam Champion, Mm -hmm. and they did try to do like a spin-off later GMA thing that didn't work out. So I guess they're trying again. Sarah's a star, which is why I'm so pissed she's leaving. 
Yeah. She's like the most neutral, calming voice on The View right now. Yeah, she's the glue. Like, she has her opinions about the issues, oh, yeah, but, yeah. like, she also, like, knows how to, like, be pally around you with everyone. Yeah. Um, so she'll be missed. And apparently the two people that they're considering replacing her with is Abby Huntsman, who is the daughter of another failed presidential can- candidate, John Huntsman, yeah. who is currently the ambassador, ambassador to, to Russia. Ch- Russia? I thought maybe it's, China. I think it's Russia because okay. people were calling on him to apologize or to like mm. s- resign. Sure. Um, recently, um, and she has very similar a very similar come up as Megan, though yeah. she's not as famous. Um, and then Anna Navarro is the other one. Who Anna Navarro has been on the show more than Paula Ferris recently. Yeah, but I'm thinking that if they're gonna go with someone, they'll go with someone like Abby who. Megan can like see as an ally at the table where her and Anna don't get along because Anna's like a very never Trumper and Megan's a never Trumper but she loves to explain why people voted for Trump. Yeah. Um I also think what doesn't work in Anna's favor is the fact that like announcing her wouldn't cause a big bang. Kerfuffle, yeah. You know? They like to make a big thing when they announce someone joining the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so speaking of some big bangs, over on the CBS network, we need to briefly dip our toe into Big Brother. So if you guys aren't watching Big Brother because you're like, this show's been on forever, like, why should I watch it, yada, 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 this season is one of the most exciting that I've watched since I started watching. And even Big Brother scholars who've been watching for 20 years now... Mm-hmm. ...are saying this is the wildest season. It's got, like, everything you want. It's got, like, cheating on... Uh, Boyfriends. It's got, like, drama. Like, it's got, like, talk about, like, current events and, like, issues that are, like, we're facing as Americans. But it's happening in this microcosm of a house. Uh, but also another thing in terms of just the competition of the show is usually, especially early in the game, the house all votes together. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a unanimous vote. Even when it's one side against the other, they just don't want to cause a problem. It's been blindside after blindside after blindside. Mm-hmm. Then this week we get the Looney Tunius house ha- head of household of all time, the one who we were loving before when she was a robot. Turns out when she's not a robot, she is like w- one of the ants on Handmaid's Tale instead. <laughs> like she's like she nominated the two people who she deemed to be the kind of like the sluttiest it of was the like, house. She said they weren't acting womanly because they were treating these young men poorly by like disrespecting them disrespecting them and by like flirting with by them. flirting with them it's so wild and then she turns around and is caught doing the same fucking behavior oh up God. in the head of the household room yeah and i will say like he made the first move as oh, yeah, to sure, like sure, sure. climb on top of her but like she then was like cuddling up to him yeah i don't know but then you miss this during the the golden power veto ceremony she is about to nominate someone she identified as one of her closest friends in the house her her closest friend well i think it might be actually tyler Mm. but she nominates jc uh and then he's saying he's like starts kind of crying a little bit and like saying don't do this blah 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 and she all mid mid nomination changes her mind and picks our queen rock star why it's been a wild, wild ride. Is Rockstar's name Rockstar? Uh, because she's just like a cool chick. Yeah, 
Um, so right now, by the time you hear this, There's someone a live will be eviction, eliminated. Yeah. And so, we don't even know who it's going to be. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm... It's hard to root for anyone, also. Oh, yeah, no, you can't, you can't truly get behind anyone because they're all pieces of garbage. Because, like, the one girl who's up who looks like Nicole Richie right now, I was like, oh, like, that sucks. Like, she's being unfairly treated. Then I remember she was also the one who, like, sang along to a song and sang the N-word. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's shitty, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, everyone's just, like, awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got to go along for the ride. Yeah. Uh, so... Speaking of going along for the ride, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll jump back on the ride and talk about (laughs) Potomac, OC, New York, and do our Carol Deep Dive. So stay tuned. All right, we're back, and it's all about Potomac. So Potomac, the episode was just like a delight. Yeah. Like, we were moving and grooving. Like, everything was happening. All the fights were just like... The thing I like about Potomac is, like, two women will be fighting, but then there's always, like, another woman who's just, like, doing something hilarious. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Um, Not to jump ahead, but, like, Karen was one of them at one point. Giselle and Robin were one of them in the car. It's just great. There's always a a lightness to it all. Yeah. Uh, But we start off with wine tasting, uh, which is fun to bop around with these girls. Giselle wants the Frenchman to translate drunk because <laughs> uh, he's like giving like French phrases and stuff. And obviously they want to know what uh, drunk means. There was like a really, the Potomac editors are like doing amazing, mm. sweetie. Yeah, but yeah. there was like really great when the women would try to speak a little French and it would translate it mm. in the subtitles and it was always something like bizarre. Yeah. Uh, and then as like they're we're getting a lot of like zoom in shots again with Monique and wine. Yep. Yep. We hear her saying like, <laughs> like later she's like saying that she wants to get like wine in a barrel. Yeah, like, buy like, wine by the barrel. Buy wine by the barrel. Like all this, all this shit. Yeah. Uh, so we're just hanging out at the winery. I think Candace wants to confront Robin and Ashley. So Candace's issue is that she gets along with Robin and Ashley one-on-one fine but then when Giselle's in the mix like they all bully her they defer to to Giselle and bully Candace Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is such a funny storyline so the way and even with Giselle not there when um Candace and Karen try to like confront confront they still were bullying her She's trying to have a conversation with them, and they're just taking pictures of each other because the lighting was good. The lighting was good. <laughs> it's only like that for a little while. Yeah. So, like, Karen's coaching Candace through this all, and then Karen walks off with a selfie stick to t- go take pictures by herself, and then continues coaching she Candace was from yelled. afar. She was yeah. It was, like, not even close, and it was, like, down a yeah. ledge. It was so far away, but she's still trying. It's so good. It's so good. I don't know who the MVP on this show is. Like, I know that we decided that the matriarch is Giselle, but, like, Karen's performance this episode was golden to me. So we get into the van with all the women. I love all the women being shoved into this little minivan. I was, like... If I were Candace, and I guess that at this point they didn't really know who was holding a champagne glass and who wasn't. Yeah. But I was like, if I were Candace, I'd be so pissed that I'm all the way in the front mm-hmm. seat and Charisse is sitting pretty in the back being yeah. silent. Little did we know. But then 
it's Ashley and Karen getting into it. And they're the two who I think could get into it with anyone and get away with it mm-hmm. in terms of being forgiven pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's fun seeing them go against each other. This What was fun to me was Robin and Giselle's faces this, oh. the entire time. They were having the time of their lives. They were cracking up, the both of them. I love the Green Eye Bandits. I, they, we need... Thelma and Louise, but it's mm, them. Yeah, yeah, Remake the movie or whatever. Uh, so, my marriage is an institution. Yours is a fake the world situation. Karen to Ashley. Mm-hmm. Which, I think they might both be fake the world situations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then Ashley calls Karen the broke version of Tina Knowles, which was probably the best line. The best line mm-hmm. and reminded me of back in the day... One of Jacqueline Lorita's rare good lines, calling um, Danielle and Kim G and their two friends a busted up Sex in the City. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> very equivalent. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. Uh, and then like Candace is trying to like get in from the front seat, standing up for Karen, like her her one true ally of this all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, I mean, that fight just like. Goes to the wayside. And then, but at one point, like, Candace says, you can suck a dick, Ashley. And then Monique, like, starts, like, I think Monique was, like, a little lit. And she was like, what color ones does she suck? Or something like that. Oh my god, yeah, that was scary. (laughs) To Cherise. But then we end up on a boat the next day. And, or it might have been the same day. I'm not sure. It was, like, hard to tell the timeline for this one. I think it was... Like, we went to the winery and then on a boat? It seems like a lot for one day. Yeah, that does seem like a lot. Because the boat wasn't just a boat. It was also, like, an excursion. Yeah. Um, but Ashley managed to find a Corona on that boat. You wanted to get Coronas today, and I had to politely I decline. Know. What's wrong with the Corona? I just, like, wasn't in the space to drink a beer, you know? You have no problem drinking beers when you're on uh, alcohol vacations with your family. Well, you know what? It's, like, those are situations where mm. we're usually sitting outside in the heat... And, like, a beer is very refreshing when it's, like, outside in the heat, you know? Interesting. I'm sure Ashley feels that way as well. Yeah. Hence her drinking (laughs) on the boat. Um, We've been fighting about the ring this entire time. Yeah, the ring didn't mean a thing, according to Karen. (laughs) Uh, So she isn't wearing the ring because she's scared of getting mugged. This was, like, she had a full night to think of this, like, story... (laughs) This reason that they've been talking about for how many episodes and she like finally has a story. So she's been mugged and when the men were mugging her, she stuck it in her hoo-ha and all the women, including myself watching the show, uh, lost their minds thinking you shoved it in your vagine. But But then she explains her the the space in between her boobs are her hoo-ha. So bizarre. And also like, how do you... I don't know. It's just like, while she's getting mugged, she she took the ring off and then put it in between her boobs. Yeah. Um, this While this was happening, I got to thinking for some reason about the time that I like was attempted mug, mugged. Mm. Um, oh, you love bringing that up. Well, I got maced. Yeah. And then the other day, I like was on like ABC's website or GMA's Good Morning America's website. Yeah. The fucking guy I got maced with was like in a video on Good Morning America. He like he was in studio. <laughs> the guy who maced you? No, the guy that I got maced with. Oh, you were you were. They both tried victims. to mu- they tried mm. to steal from us, and I was oh, like, I oh see. yeah, he's really famous, I guess. <laughs> oh wow, okay. 
so then we get to Monique's birthday dinner. When they walked down in their costumes, I was like, is this a flapper party? No, it was not. It was a burlesque. You're right, but like some of them were like doing flapper. Yeah, I mean, it was like a very loosely themed party. I have to give the award to Ashley, though, and her wig. Mm-hmm. It was the best look of the night. Yeah. Uh, I think this this is a trope, a new trope that I like. Women bringing wigs on vacation. Oh, yeah. I like also the trope of Ashley putting on Karen's wigs. Right, <laughs> right. It's like... Yeah, it's like a fun new mm, thing. Yeah, livens up the, the scene. You know what I was thinking today? And this is like a free idea if anyone who produces mm. Housewives is listening. You know what we don't see a lot of, or have we ever seen? The women at um, amusement parks. Oh. Like, have we ever seen them at, like, at a Six Flags? Well, we've seen uh, Liam Locken get engaged in a carnival. That's different. Mm. I'm talking about like amusement parks with like roller. That's built in comedy already. Roller coasters. Okay, hello. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see uh, either Shannon Bedore or Ramona on a roller coaster. Well, seriously, let's make it happen. Okay. It's an easy, just like filler episode. Too. Yeah, sure. It's like a bop over to Coney Island. Yeah. No, not well, Coney Island. No, I'm talking about like Six Flags, Magic Mountain. I mean, that, w- that would have to be like New Jersey, a New Jersey house. There's a Six Flags in the LA area. There's a Six Flags in this area somewhere. New Jersey. So New York can bop over oh, to... Oh, yeah. Like Atlantic City. Um, but closing out the burlesque party, I feel like Monique's look was very understated for it, her, it being her night, mm-hmm. which was a little interesting. Less is more, honey. Um, but then Ashley and Robin get involved in the burlesque performance. So this was planned. By them. Or by who? By everyone? This was planned by them. Yeah. Was this planned by, like, did they coordinate with, with the, the performers? performers? Um, because when they first stormed the stage, I thought, I was like, these poor women who are trying oh, to perform. Yeah. And then it looked like... They, they were part of it. It was planned. And then they had their own skit after that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure about the, the arrangement or the agreements between all of them. However, I have to say I was floored by how much pep was in Robin's step. Yeah. She was so chippy. She woke up. She was like having the time of her life <laughs> performing for the on the main stage with Maybe that's Ashley. her true calling. Mm. Like some like actors and stuff are like low key mm. off stage. Until like it's like action. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And then we get a performance of a lifetime from a true vocalist, Candace. At this point, I was like, is this a talent show? Like, were they all <laughs> asked to come prepared for something? I mean, Candace can sing, right? I don't know. You don't think so? She was singing in French, no less. Uh, you know what? Unless they're like Adele level good, I don't know if someone's a good singer. <laughs> My God. Like, I have no idea. No idea. People are always like, the vocals. I'm like, sure. I mean, Candace. Had the vocals. Adele level vocals. Where was the backing track? I don't know. Uh, but it seems like we're wrapping things up in in France. That now. felt very last like yeah. last night, final yeah, night. Final night. I think so. I think we're I think we have two episodes and then the reunion. Mm-hmm. Which feels good. This is their first uh, major motion picture length season. Yeah. It feels good. Feels great. Yeah, it doesn't feel long in the tooth. Feels great. It's perfect. It's 
Potomac's getting up there with my faves. Yeah. Uh, so let's move along to Orange County. You loved this episode. Did you not love it? I like this episode. I just feel like after many seasons of like just the same thing over and over, we're getting different things now. Yeah, you know what thing that's different that I'm not enjoying, and it's like not even fault of anyone. I'm hating checking in with Eddie, and oh, yeah. that sounds so insensitive and awful. <laughs> but and I like get that it's like a real thing. Like so, I know how awful I sound, but like it's just not for me. Yeah, you're not interested in checking in with him. I want to focus on Tamara and her relations with the women. Well, I think next week we're leaving Eddie behind. Good. So you have that to look forward to. But Eddie's procedure didn't work. And they're being sad about it. Uh, I just want to quickly... I love commenting on, like, um, the housewives' architecture, interior design, Mm. and stuff like that. I hate that banquette, like, right next to the sink. Oh, that's like a thing. That's like a thing. That's like up and coming. Up and coming. I think I've that's seen so it a lot. gross. You know where I've seen it a lot. Um, they do that sort of thing a lot in Fixer Upper, and why the sort of like Fixer Upper look is like storming the nation right now. Everyone loves like a shiplap. Oh. Everyone loves like an open concept. Yada yada. Listen, I'm cool with a sink island situation with a. With a stool, n- not much unlike what we are sitting at right now. I just feel like sitting down with your back to the sink, sink is so, a yeah, little weird. Think about it. Think about it. You'll be sitting there. Someone's like starting to do the dishes after dinner. Things splash around a little. Yeah. Imperfect. You're wet all of a sudden. I don't like it. One Food, like they're cutting things. Things, food's flying. Yes. Food falls into the banquette. Someone Why? is like doing something with knives behind your back. I don't like it. Yeah. No. I'm not going to sign on to that. And like, what if you're, what if in a few years you're like not into that look anymore? It's not like having a table where you can move a table, table, get a new table. You're stuck with it. You got this shit all built in. No, thank you, ma'am. But yes, thank you to Vicky sending a cast. What? She didn't send a casserole. She sent like (laughs) takeout food. (laughs) But like a metaphorical casserole. I was trying to figure out what that takeout food was. Was it sushi? It looked like. A Chinese food sort of thing. Mm. It had like that kind of box. Yeah. Which obviously is not like exclusive to Chinese food delivery, but who knows. But Eddie refused to eat a single bite. He's like, like someone give him an Academy Award. He's acting so hard. Okay. David is sending Shannon and the girls to Mexico. While he goes somewhere? Park... Park City, Park, Utah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which is interesting. It's the life she's accustomed to, as she said in the minivan to the ropes course. But you know, deep down inside, she's depressed about that. Like, oh no, I would love I, I this. If I was her, I'd be like, yeah, let's fucking go to Mexico. Yeah, on David's like, dime. But she's probably thinking, oh, he wanted to get us like busy so that he can like be booping and duping that girl. <gasps> But he Did, can boob and doop if they're... They got matching heart tattoos on their fingers. Who? The girl David and David? Oh, gross. I saw that on Reddit. That's I forgot so gross. to tell you. That's so gross. It's like a heart outline in black, and then it's like... Isn't she in her 20s? In red. Probably. Probably. It's like it's like very like Mario Singer school of post-divorce. Yeah, but it doesn't gross me out as much as like other people who 
date like that. Like, like both Mario Singer and David Bedore are like zaddy, you know. Mm-hmm. Not like it's not like uh, someone getting together with like. Uh, it's not um, uh, Jim Bellino or something or uh, uh, Tom Girardi. Oh, but he's so cute. His head looks like a little walnut oh, with two oh ears God. on it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's fun. Uh, so we had Kelly meeting Emily along with Tamara, I think, as they're getting pedicures. I didn't like the setup with this because they were all on like different planes of view. Like the way that the seats were set up, like Emily like was front and center up here, and like, Kelly was like staggered behind her, and it, I didn't like it. It felt weird in that Kelly walked in. Like, did she not know what the scene was? Did she not get the, like, call sheet for the day? <laughs> she walked in, what do we got here, manicure pedicure? She didn't, like, acknowledge <laughs> Emily at first, and then, like, something clicked, and she realized she had to meet her new castmate. <laughs> um, the main point is we learned a lot about Emily in the scene. Yeah. Her husband is both Persian and Mormon, which I've never heard of that combo before. Right. Uh, I feel like that's too very strong like family backgrounds mm-hmm. that I don't see how like it mixes together I wonder it's probably coming from a community like I grew up in actually we had a lot of Persians and a lot of Mormons mm. and all the Mormons used to unicycle okay I thought it was also interesting that she is not Mormon but I think the reason why that happens is because he's divorced oh yeah so, like, he was probably married to a Mormon woman before. But she then informs us that they did not have sex until after their marriage. Right. So, like, we're getting bits and pieces of it. You also, know I mean? yeah, she's working in, like, he doesn't work right now, or what? No, he works. He was her boss. Oh, no, how she explained it was he, like, comes from money, so he casually works. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And we also learn... He has two daughters, so she has two stepdaughters. Mm-hmm. Who are, I guess those are the two girls. Well, I only noticed one. Maybe there's two in the family background OC thing, which we were talking in this household. Is this the only franchise that still does, like, the family in the background during the uh, title card stuff? This household, you meaning Last this week's episode? podcast? Oh, yeah. never mind. <laughs> we discussed it, and it is the only franchise. They've all moved on. Since. Oh, okay, yeah. Never mind. I just—it's hard to keep track. Like, what's what's happening? Like between me and Alex, what's happening on the show? I thought I was like having deja vu, and I was like, we full on had this conversation. Um, like, New York hasn't done it since season four. Okay, yeah. Before I remember the seeing refresh. Cindy Cindy Barshop's two twins and sitting like, in pods. a high chair. <laughs> okay, well, shame on me, I guess. <laughs> um, or maybe did I dream that? we had this discussion no no i know the discussion happened somewhere in my life uh so then while shannon's in mexico i can't really like figure this part out she invites tamra and vicky to mexico i'm not sure if it's supposed to like tack onto her trip or it's they're gonna go back down to mexico when she brings the girls back maybe i think tack on because they're in mexico next week I know, but, like, we, we get that scene in the preview of them falling in the airport, like, taking shots or something with the sombreros. Was that in the airport? It looked like it was in airport. 
Maybe it was like when they're going back or something. Or arriving. Like she greets them in the airport. I don't know. It's hard to... Yeah, that would make sense. Like it could be like a thing where she sends the kids away. Goes to the airport, sends the kids away. It does her thing where she gets to go up to the gate because mm. they're minors. And then meets Ooh, them. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I kind of like that fan fiction of us working through this. Um, but it's going to be weird next week with just three of the six housewives on a trip together. Yeah, but we've done that before. I guess kind of London. We in New York, we left behind some girls. Uh huh. We it's been it's happened before. I don't know. I but I like it. I'm I need these three together. Yeah, they need they have some things to fix and work through. And they showed some clips on Watch Robins Live. They're like wasted. Good. It's wild. Good. I can't have New York being the only ones who are getting wasted. <laughs> uh, okay. So Gina gets introduced through Cut Fitness as a Cut Fitness customer? Sort of. like, And also like friends that Tamara met through that like other woman that was sitting there. And I couldn't help but think. Her name was Tatiana. I couldn't mm. help but think if like... Like she thought. She thought she was like gonna <laughs> go further. And maybe like Cut Fitness was like break that, or make. That, scene, that one scene, like she just didn't work out hard enough. <laughs> and I noticed, I was like, oh, that'd be funny if we had a housewife named Tatiana. I'm like... Not landing on the fact that we now have a housewife named Emily. Oh, you don't like it? Like, I don't... You don't like the name? No, I like the name. But, like, for some reason, it doesn't scream housewife to me. Because I have, like, so many Emilys in my life Mm -hmm. that it's like, I I can't do that. Because, like, if I refer to Emily, I automatically mean two people before I mean... A housewife. Well, soon enough, this will be your number one Emily. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, so we meet Gina. We are not allowed to learn about the husband. The husband is missing from title card. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we know in present day, they are now divorced. (laughs) Uh, We're not allowed to learn what he does for a living. He apparently lives in L.A. Keeps an apartment. Keeps an apartment for Monday to Friday. This is this is like the extended. This is like the accelerated version of like Jules joining. Yeah, this is Jules. I was going to say this is Jules two point This is like Jules, like press the upgrade button. Yes, like with a plan. And it's also uh, season two of Princess of Long Island that we've been waiting for. Like we, we finally have a got Princess of Long Island. We have a Princess of Long Island finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I feel like they're both good additions. Yeah, I they don't feel burdensome, 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 burden, burdensome. Oh we're uh, like Ramona, even though they're both a little younger, they don't feel like young, right? You know what I mean? Agreed. They feel like they they've been through enough. They've lived a life. They've lived a life. Uh, we get to like have a little romp with the Gina family. We got kids running around. We got a daughter grabbing rosemary off the bush. It was fine. Uh, yeah, it was fine. And then we get to Eddie and Tamara at lunch. Vicky calling and inviting herself to lunch. Right. <laughs> to apologize. Right. And then, like, she's... Eddie's like, it's too late to apologize. She's like Victoria Gotti driving up in that, like, fur in Orange County. <laughs> With with her Bible verses in pocketbook. Gosh. It was a great scene. Yeah. Uh, 
we learned Tamara's son came home from school and said a kid said, I didn't know your stepdad was gay. <laughs> which, which Vicky took was like, oh my God, no, don't, don't say it, don't say it. <laughs> uh, Vicky also said something along the lines of like, you're a real, it was almost like you're a real man, you're oh, not gay or you're, whatever. <laughs> you're, you're a real man watching Bravo. Uh, we're quoting Deuteronomy and Proverbs. And then Eddie accepts the apology, kind of? Yeah, sort of. It's like... Whatever. Eddie, just fade back into the background. Yeah, something to move on. Uh, We get a quick little scene of Emily with her husband Shane at dinner. And it just seemed like the most, like, random... Like, they grabbed two people in the restaurant and made them sit together. (laughs) Yeah, she, like, seemed, like, really dressed up. And he seemed, like, really, like... Schlubby. Yeah, like put on a sport jacket. Yeah, something. Give it a little zhuzh. Brush that hair. Brush that hair. Uh, I'm curious to see how they are going to play out. She, I guess the whole thing is like she wants another child, another daughter for her one daughter because she loved her sister. And we learned the sister carried all three children. Right. But he doesn't want to uh, hit the restart button. Yeah. I mean, especially because he has two daughters from the first so marriage. How many kids do you need? Come on. I mean, he already has five. That's a lot. Yeah. Five is a lot. I come from a household. We had four kids. That was... If we had one more, I'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Three to me seems to be like the perfect point. Yeah, in 2018? In 2018? In this environment? Is this economy? In this economy? The population size of the world? Come on. We're all gonna like fall into the ice cap soon or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So then we get Vicky stomping up a circular staircase. They call them a spiral staircase. Spiral staircase. Is that the only means of entrance to this home? If so, that is wild. That's like, if that's the only entrance, that's like living on a houseboat, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Our friend Christian in Boston had a spiral staircase in his apartment that he lived in for a while. And I would be like, how do you do it? And not, like, you know what? Monday to Friday, great. But on a Saturday night, when you've had a few... You sit, you sleep on the couch. <laughs> I guess, like, <laughs> that's like climbing a mountain. <laughs> well, it's like Carol's apartment. That's true. Case. Yeah, life-threatening. Uh, so they pretty much go buck wild over something we reported. It seemed as though Kelly was learning as we learned it. Right. Like, in the media. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was Vicky had a barbecue mm-hmm. and invited Michael, which is like number one. Why? Cause he's friends with that Steve guy. Lunch. Yeah. Steve lunch. Um, Michael met one of Vicky's friends there, a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, they then went on like a double date with them. Yeah. Um, so Vicky proves once again that she's just like not a good friend. I know she tried to, just like slip in the fact that they've been going on double dates after after Kelly learned that Vicky introduced Michael to this woman and like Vicky's whole thing about like well you're not with him anymore you broke up with him like yada 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 like so I know like Vicky this was your girl the past two seasons right like it's like one thing to still be hanging out with him but it's like you facilitated him meeting another woman and you're hanging out with him on a very intimate basis without telling her at all. Right. 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 Team Kelly here. I'm glad that she locked herself in the bathroom. Team Dodd. Dodd is a woman. Um, 
next week is like the slob kebabiest we've seen these ladies in a while. Yeah, we've only seen them this sloppy, I feel like, in like home footage that they've taken. Yeah. Uh, so can't wait for that. Let's take a quick break because New York is going to take a lot out of us emotionally. Mm-hmm. So let's take a break. We'll be back with New York and our Carol Deep Dive. New York City, baby. What a wild episode. Cartagena. Cartagena. <laughs> just say Columbia, please. Columbia. Uh, so we're smack dab just like in the middle of like Bethany's like freak out when we hit the ground. Yeah, we're picking up last week where Luann's like, we're going to go shopping? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at this point, it's like still super unclear as to why... Bethany is continuing to like have these anxiety attacks. Mm. Maybe it's just anxiety in general, um, but they're happening over and over again. It's causing some of the girls to disconnect. Mm. Carol and Ramona, mostly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So then we go shot. Then she's like fine after two seconds. Yeah. I she's mean, like being in the presence of Dorinda is a calming force. So. Oh yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> this episode really proves that. Uh, yeah. But so then she pulls us together to go shopping. And then during the shopping montage, we get Carol, which I would say is Carol's low point in this episode. Mm-hmm. Listing the reasons why Bethany should not be crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Like Carol knows what's up. Yeah. Like, despite what's going on between the two of them, like, she knows why Bethany's Yeah, crying. this was, like, her mean girl moment of the episode. I will say I think she redeemed herself later. At, I thought her behavior was fine at dinner. Yeah. And, and you know what? She's being a mean girl in the confessional, not being a mean girl to Bethany's face, which I guess, like... Right. Though she was talking about the situation to someone when Bethany oh, was, yeah, like, yeah. staring on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh... So Bethany, but Bethany's just, like buying everything. She decides to buy the entire store because <laughs> that'll make her feel better. And then, like as she walks out with her five hundred bags after she, after Carol's like, "Oh, like whose is this?" And Bethany's like, "I bought, I bought all this." She's like, "Oh, nice." She goes outside, sits like in an alley, and Ramona, not Ramona, Sonia comes up to her and just like lays it all out what everyone's <laughs> been saying. And Bethany's like, you're a good friend. <laughs> also, Bethany can't resist like to be a little comedy queen when she walks up to the place where they're getting the coconut water. She's like, do you have any Xanax? Do you have any... Mm. Like, whatever. She lists off like every drug. She loves, she loves being a comedian in everyday yeah. circumstances. So there was something about... So Sonia says, Carol said Bethany is a taker. And this, oh, yeah. this is when Bethany goes buck wild. When yes. she says, oh, yeah, I'm a taker. I'm a taker of people on vacations. I took Carol to Galapagos Island. I took Carol and Adam to Bahamas. I took Carol and Adam to the Hamptons. List them on and on and on. I mean, first of all, for Bethany to be taking Sonia at verbatim of what she's saying mm-hmm. is really cute. And, like, you invite, invite her. And we learned on Watch What Happens Live... That one of the, the Galapagos Islands trip or Bahamas? It was Galapagos Islands because Ramona called it like Galabos. Oh, or yeah, yeah, like yeah. Gal- Gollum. She goes <laughs> Galloping Islands. Uh, she says that the person who was going to go with Bethany dropped out last minute and Bethany was begging Carol to go with her. Mm-hmm. And that Carol paid her own way. 
Ramona also said that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ramona also, like, she said something on... Uh, she talked about Carol on Watch What Happens Live, and it almost made me cry. She listed off, like, all the positive attributes of Carol Radziwill and that she'll leave a void. She supports other women. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, Carol had a nasty talking head. Bethany had a nasty talking head. This is where I, where I <laughs> land on all this. Uh, so Lou tells every, everyone knows not to eat the street meat or the street juice based on the coconut. <laughs> okay, so then as they're going to lunch, Bethany starts freaking out again and calls Dennis. And tries to get a plane. Tries to get a plane a la Ramona and the Berkshire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Ramona was able to get that plane, baby. <laughs> uh, but I guess Dennis talks her down. Kind of, or she just talks herself down. She talks herself down. I don't really know. That huge lobster paella that they got, Mm -hmm. I wanted to like dive into the TV screen and eat that shit. Ew. It looked so good. It looks good, but I'm not into like eating something like that in the sun. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it it was cooked, you realize? Like, (laughs) I don't know what you want. Uh, So. Then, okay, we need to talk about this. When Tinsley, Dorinda, and Carol walk off, like, walk back to the house, leaving Bethany, Sonia, Ramona, and Lou, and Bethany's, like, having the time of her life saying, this feels old school, this little group right now, this feels good. Bethany, you left. Don't talk to us about old school OG. Da, 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 da. She left, and also like, I'm sorry, but her and Sonia were on half a season together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sonia was introduced halfway Mid-season. into that season. Yeah. Um, they spent the Scary Island trip together, so I guess they have that. But like, yeah. You left. You left everyone in the dust. Only to come crawling back season seven. I have friends. You have no friends. All you have uh, is Jason, and you'll probably screw that one up, too. I know. These are your, your sisters. <laughs> that was my Ramona quote. Yeah. I hate that it has Jason in it, because Jason has been an awful person. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, okay. So then we get back to the house. Sonia's humping the clothes that Bethany bought on her bed. Sonia's just, like, acting like she's showing her butt when talking about the, the dating profile. She, like, her, she loves... She loves positive attention from Bethany. Mm, like, oh yeah. she's wanted it for, like, the past three years. Like, that's all she's wanted. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a moment where... Carol goes into the bedroom and gives Sonia... Earrings. Earrings. Because she's going to give all the girls earrings, but we didn't see a single other earring gifting moment. But she really just wants, like, the juice. The tea. Oh, yeah. That's why she's going in. Yeah. And, like, Sonia's not really giving it to her. Right. She didn't learn any, any new news. And then Sonia turned right around again. <laughs> and ran back to Bethany. And Sonia and Bethany are talking at dinner right next to Bethany. Mm-hmm. Wait. I don't know. I mean, Sonia and Bethany are talking right next to Carol. Right. Yeah. Dinner. This dinner. Like, dinner party from, like, purgatory or, like, somewhere worse than hell. We need... A director's cut. I need not even a director's cut, like an online interactive 360. 360 where I can pause 
like change camera angles, get different audio. Okay, maybe just a director's cut. No, because I <laughs> I want to like see one. I want to see one argument like through. Right. Because my head was spinning. I was close to tears. Not for any one particular reason, just so that the emotion was like overwhelming to me. So let's let's talk separately. I would sure. wanna, I want to get Dorinda and Luann out of the way because that's the most clear cut. Okay. So Dorinda was starting to like slur a little bit at the table. Well, they kept cutting to Dorinda. While and she was like staring Carol and Bethany it down. W- it was a scary stare. <laughs> I will give I will give them that. And she was slurring a little bit. And but then like, she's slurring in day-to-day life. And I think she like raised her arm a little bit and like that's when Luann was like What are you turning? You're you're turning, like calm down on the drinks or whatever or something like that. Not calm down, but like you're turning mm. Dorinda. And then Dorinda? Zero to sixty. And you know how much I love and support Dorinda. Last night it was hard. I know. It was hard. It was hard. It was hard. It was hard and it only got harder. (laughs) (laughs) She, zero to 60, and she did this almost exact thing with Bethany last year where she starts Mm -mm. spewing the nastiest thoughts that she's probably, because everyone thinks certain things about friends that they'll never say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, she starts spewing those immediately. Like, why don't you get arrested again? I don't have a mugshot. Like, all of that shit. a felony. And, like, Luann was, like, rightfully shook and removed herself from the situation pretty quickly. A countess lost her countess ship, was also said. (laughs) (laughs) That one makes me laugh. (laughs) Um, Ramona, never the one to defend a Luann. Yeah was, like, trying to be the voice of reason at that table, which was wild. Meanwhile, the only two people that don't get heavy mention during this, Tinsley and Sonia, having the time of their life. While <laughs> Just in the middle two, of these, these two fights. These two fights are going on, and they're, like, laughing, hugging each other. Tin- I, I need, like, some more audio on them. What were they talking about? Something interesting happened with Tinsley, though. Like, when Luann was leaving, she tried to stop her... And then, like, as someone tried to explain it to her, and the mugshot was mentioned, Tinsley was like, "So what? I have a mugshot oh, yeah, too." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I think she was just trying to be like comedy Tinsley, like being funny. Yeah, like even a mugshot or whatever. <laughs> My mascara looks great. <laughs> um, so let's transition before we get to the rest of Dorinda. Let's transition yeah. over to Carol and Bethany. Okay. Well, first of all, I do want to say, Beth, this is. Something Bethany said while they're ordering. Bethany says she can't mentally do the ceviche unless it is a shrimp. Now, here is my conspiracy theory some, some more. What does I can't mentally do a ceviche unless it's shrimp mean? I don't know. Like, I don't say I can't mentally do this pasta unless there's no cheese. Like, I, I can't do this pasta unless there's no cheese. You know well, what you're... I mean? I'm an allergic person. Allegedly. Uh, you've seen it. I have not seen it. Okay. Um, I saw you get up from a table and leave. Yeah. But it could be anything. Okay. Um, so that's that. And then what bu- what bugged me the most, and like, 
I don't get how people are team are one hundred percent team Bethany because do they not see her just gaslighting Carol and Carol mentioned it. Well, even before that, Bethany refuses to make eye contact. Yes, in any yes, and then finally Carol comes over. Yes, but like any time Carol was starting to make like a good point, Bethany would either like say that didn't happen, or then she would like make. A point to talk to other people at the table being like, I can't do this with them. I can't do this with them. Yada, yada, yada. She, like, will not let Carol... I understand why Carol is distancing herself because Carol has tried to be a good friend, in my opinion, mm-hmm. but, like, can't do it anymore because every time she tries, she's getting gaslit. Well, she's like, all right, let, Bethany's like, let's get the judge. Let's get the jury. Come on, we're going to do a debate. Like, It's like... Carol can never say her side of the story. Yeah. And, like, what's the big thing that, like, they're disagreeing with? Oh, by the end of it, it was about that text message exchange where Carol believes something completely different. Oh, their text message message exchange, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and, like, didn't we hear... Like, Bethany says that all she did was, like, message Carol and say, like, I miss you. And then Carol said... That's weird. Didn't someone clarify and be like, no, there was like a string of text yeah, messages there was a that string Bethany of texts, yeah. sent, and it was like super intense. Which is also a great pivot point quickly about... So the red scarf guy? The red scarf text messages. <laughs> so a member of our community has a blog uh, where Shira. she... Shira Weiss has a blog where she interviewed Red Scarf Man... And he showed the text messages with timestamps. Yeah. And so what Bethany read on television was only part of it. Was part of it from a different time right. than what she was claiming it to be. Right. Which Ramona then said on Watch Them's Live with Megan McCain. And Megan McCain was like, this is breaking news. Mm-hmm. So if you're going if, if to take that as fact then you kind of have to land with Carol in the text message argument. Yeah. Because Bethany's playing, like, fast and loose with these text messages. Mm -hmm. Out of context, not in order, what preceded this text message. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like people are getting mad at Carol and, like, calling her cold, and they're the same people who, like, love Erica Jane for, like, Mm. that same reason. But it's diamonds. (laughs) <laughs> it's not ice um, So yeah I mean that's depressing And like But they, they kept referring to like Oh it started in the summer No it's the fall The fall is the Marathon shit Yeah I think like It's their interesting way of talking About like before Shooting and during shooting yeah, yeah yeah it's like the summer is before yeah yeah and then the fall is like yeah filming has started yeah 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 so like they have to talk in those mm. ways because they can never reference the fact that they're on show yeah 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 until they're it's like the way they do it now it's like until the reunion then everything's fair yeah and then now they play reunion clips during the main show which is something that i don't necessarily like but i realize that it's necessary oh it's necessary yeah yeah i mean there's like, you could talk about this for an hour. But yeah. it's also very hard because we don't know all the facts. I feel yeah. like we're going to get more facts during the reunion. Yeah. So let's move on back. We're back at the house. So Carol goes for a swim where she looked crazy. 
It just was a crazy scene. She was like swimming like doggy style with just like her head above. Yeah, just (laughs) peeping up. We get the Countess and Bethany, which this also was like making my heart race. Like the Countess being upset about what transpired. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Bethany telling the Countess about what happened on the way to Puerto Rico. Yes. Oh, when when they cut to commercial with Bethany saying, I haven't told anybody this. I, my heart skipped a beat. I thought we were going to encounter something we haven't seen. Oh, I knew exactly what it was. Oh, okay, yeah. But, but <laughs> don't forget, we just glanced over this on the ride back to the house when Dorinda said that Lou said, oh, I'm just not drinking for three months. Right, 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 right. Like, I could not believe Dorinda went that dirty. <laughs> I know, she was also... I mean, like, I could I could that. believe it, but it was not Ugh. the best. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Uh, so then, speaking of Dorinda, she's sitting at the table in the outside courtyard, smoking a cigarette with a, a heavy pour of... Rosé, mm-hmm. fiddling around in her pocketbook, <laughs> and Carol like dries off from from her swim. She just she had the best swim of her life. <laughs> <laughs> and like the funny thing is, like Carol's coming into the situation like they're clearly in two very different mental states. Where Carol's like, "Come, cool, she's refreshed." Here, here's the gag. I feel like Carol was a little drunk. You think? And I feel like maybe the swim sobered her up a little bit, but she was still feeling it. Because how do you encounter Dorinda in that state and not (laughs) think something funny is going on? Like, I'd be laughing if I was, like, stone cold sober. She looked like Junkrat from (laughs) from Overwatch. Overwatch. Also the Joker. Oh, my God. When... But it was funny watching Bethany come over kind of like putting the Carol stuff aside mm-hmm. tending to Dorinda mm-hmm. but then also screaming at Carol how could you let her look like this? <laughs> uh. oh my god and, and, and Dorinda saying I fucked Luann I messed up my relationship with Luann <laughs> uh, oh so my god that Joker smile I just like Dorinda is like, she's at the beginning of the season. It's always like so great, so great to be with her, yada yada yada, and then always hits a wall. She hit a wall early this season, but like then she was fine, yada yada yada, and then like another big wall happens. But this is like the hardest we've ever had to stand by Dorinda. See, we don't have to stand by her. Yeah, we're not standing by her. See, this is my thing about like people who watch Housewives and like are so like, like. Either ride or die, or like turn on people. Oh yeah, so yeah, quick. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like you can enjoy like watching these women. You cannot love every single yeah. thing that they do. Here's what I'll say: every single Real House of New York, if they're on something else, I'll seek it out. I'll always watch Bethany on Shark Tank. Sure, sure, sure. I watched her on Bar Rescue this week. Yeah, she's not my favorite all the time on Real Houses no. of New York, but I still love her. And we could recognize that Dorinda went astray this week. Mm-hmm. But, like, I still think, like, at the end of the day, she has good intentions. Yeah, and I don't get that truth serum bullshit that people love to, like, say about, like, drunk people. Because, like, if that's true, was, like, like yeah, I won't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But it's hard to believe that we still have the boat next week. I know. The thing that I like about the preview for the boat is that it looks like Carol and Bethany are sitting next to each other. (laughs) As the ship is going down. Uh, So. Like um, Titanic, that old couple in the mm, bed together. Yeah. So, Brendan, let's quickly dive into Carol's. So we wanted to give her a proper send-off because I feel like in this household, we've always been like Carol stands. Mm, at least Carol neutral. Carol neutral, realize her importance to the show. And it's like, I think it's just like a different kind of importance. Mm, yeah. Um, so I wanted to set the scene first sure. and talk about our first introduction to Carol. Okay. If you remember, after a very... It was... April 5th, 2012, The Hollywood Reporter broke the trailer for the season five. And this was actually, like, right around when we became friends, too. Yeah. <laughs> season five of uh, Real Housewives of New York City, um, we had just experienced a major cast shakeup. Mm-hmm. So this is when... Who was fired? Cindy Barship was fired. Jill Zarin was fired. Alex McCord was fired. Kelly, Kelly Corn Ben Simone was fired. So... We're unsure what's going yes. on. We, we're about to enter new territory. And after a controversial cast shakeup and much speculation, Bravo officially announces the three new women on The Real Housewives of New York City's fifth season, premiering Monday, June 4th at 9 p.m. They are Aviva Drescher, Carol Redswell, and Heather Thompson. They'll be joining returning cast members Luann Delaseps, Sonia Morgan, and Ramona Singer. Isn't it wild that it was only the three of them yeah. left standing? Um, for what looks to be a wild season in the city. And then it gave a little bit of bio on everyone. So this is how we were introduced to Carol. Carol's an author and journalist. She has worked at ABC News with Peter Jennings' documentary unit, Primetime Live, in 2020. She's won three Emmys, a Robert F. Kennedy Humanitarian Award, nepotism technically, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and a GLAAD Award. With the New York Times oh. bestselling memoir titled What Remains Under Her Belt, the Single New Yorker is now working on a novel and contributing to Glamour Magazine, which, if you remember her first, like, scene, one of her first scenes was, she went to the Glamour offices, they love, she loves going into an office and talking to an editor. Deadlines, baby. But she was going to do a, um, interview with, I think, Chloe and Courtney, and I'm sure we can find it online if we Mm -hmm. really wanted to, Mm -hmm. um, for Glamour, um, so check that out. Yeah. I wanted to bring up one of my, like, favorite little articles. When mm-hmm. Carol was still a fresh little baby um, in Real Housewives World, this was released in 2013, so I think it was released in between her first season and her second season, so, yeah. like, we only knew, like, cool, cool, cool Carol here, and this was sort of, like, talks about her philosophy on why she wanted to be on the show, mm-hmm. so she had a conversation with Pat Loud from... An American Family, which is considered to be sort of like the first reality show ever. Predating real world. Yeah. And it it involved this American family as they deal with like a lot of issues. The son, Lance Loud, was gay. He ended up dying of AIDS later. Um, but it was a conversation between her and like the matriarch of that family. It was super interesting, but they got into sort of why Carol joined the show. Um and the interviewer goes, now, Carol, you, on the other hand, had the benefit of seeing four or five seasons of Real Housewives. Carol said, I can't say I watched all those seasons. The interviewer said, you wouldn't have to. What on earth made you say yes? Sign me up for what, for that parade of vulgarians. 
Bulgarians? Bulgarians. Um, you don't seem the type at all. Carol says, that's a good question. I think what got the best to me is that I'm a journalist, and like many journalists, I'm curious about all sorts of things in life. So whether it's politics or war or a cultural phenomenon such as this franchise, there was a hunger for experience. The interviewer says, a hunger for standing around with five women yelling at each other. Carol says, I made a promise to myself that I was not going to do anything on camera that I would not do in my real life. The interviewer says, probably easier said than done. Any slips? Carol says, no, I've been okay. Uh. So this was 2013. And I think a lot of people have been saying that, like, she sort of, like, has turned away from, like, just being the person to study Mm. this situation to, like, being a full-fledged part of it. Well, once she and Bethany were kind of in cahoots, Mm -hmm. especially the Jewel season, the Carol storyline changed. Yeah, and I think, like, she was able to save herself from that sort of thing, in part, I would argue, because she came in with a very specific mention, I mean, mission, and Heather came in with a very specific mission, Mm -hmm. and they were sort of allies in that. Yes. Like, Heather was only there to promote her business, and Carol was only there, like, to study the scene. Sure. Um, I think... Why don't, before we get into the rest of it, um, we have a call from Lucy, and then we can talk about that. Awesome. Hey, Dan and Brendan. It's Lucy. Just um, reeling from the Carol news. You know, I didn't think I'd end up on Team Carol, but I find myself here, and I'm just really devastated. I care about the babies. I care about the legacy. I care about the apartment. I'm just, I'm heartbroken. Choose a real socialite. You need someone quiet and stable and actually rich and a sea of phonies and just sad. But I'm grateful Brendan showed me that uh, music video. That, that's given me some solace. All right. Good night. Thank you, Lucy. So if you haven't watched this music video... Or watch it in a while. Or watch it in a, in a while. Um, it's called Manhattan by Russ Irwin. Easily searchable on YouTube. Um, I used to own that song on iTunes. You used to. <laughs> I mean, I somewhere in the yeah. cloud, you know? Sure. Um, but let's first talk a little bit about, like, we were talking about this before we started recording. Um, how the three women in Carol's first season were introduced because it was it's totally weird and hard to wrap our head, your head around so the m- easy one to get in there so was Aviva yeah set the scene first episode of season 5 we are at a party at Sonia's house um, she's setting up for it yada 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 yeah in walks Aviva Aviva's easy to clock because Aviva's ex-husband has um, relationships with two of the women at that point Harry Dubin Harry Dubin um, the other two are a little harder. So I know I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was Heather had a friendship with. I want to say Luann, but also had some sort of connection to Ramona because I remember Ramona saying I would run into Heather in the halls of HSN. Mm. Um, because that's when Ramona was selling True Faith on HSN. Sure. Um. So then Heather brings Carol as a friend of. Yeah. So then Carol's just brought. I think they, like, they had to introduce half the cast. They had to do it quick. And so, like, they didn't spend a lot of time, like, explaining. Mm. 
Yeah. You know? So we're going to go through Heather's biggest, like... Carol. The uh, I'm sorry. Carol's biggest, like, fight that she ever got in. And then we're going to go through her relationships with some of her BFF besties. Mm. So Bookgate was the biggest fight. Which, at that point, was Carol's second season. Yes. Uh, and... Most of us had already read What Remains at that point. Because mm-hmm. how do you watch Carol's first season without watch, reading What Remains? Yeah, I think I read What Remains the fall of 2012. Yeah. Uh, so the claim that Aviva made was that word around the publishing town was that Carol's book was ghostwritten. Right. And this sets Carol off. And I will say something about Carol. I th- Fighting... Her in a fight, a feud with another woman, mm. she's just not good at it. No, it's, it's not her strong suit. It's not her strong suit. So, like, she sort of comes across looking manic in a lot of ways when she's doing that. Uh-huh. Um, like, the time she grabbed Aviva's face on the, the staircase in Aviva's <laughs> apartment. Yes. Which was great. Aviva's rented for the night apartment. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Aviva was the first person to try to use Carol's age against her mm. in the reunion that season. She like says like I thought you were like nearing 60 or something. Oh my god. <laughs> or like something like that. And then that's how Bethany fought this time because that's yeah. all they've got on that's what her they got on that her. she's like a little older. Uh but throughout the years Carol has formed fun sisterhoods with each of the not each of the women but most of the women yeah the first one obviously was Heather Holla. and Mama like <laughs> Carol being on the show was Heather's last possibility of ever coming back and the only reason she's been popping up all these years since she's left is because of Carol so we're never gonna see Heather again it's so sad but as Lucy in the Facebook group that you should join pointed out and in reference to what who we thought should be on Amazing Race, this now frees Heather and Carol to yeah. join the Amazing Race. Yeah, they can go and win that now. And you know what? I would watch. They could beat some freaks from Big Brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's, and just like speaking of that, let's get to a quick little call about a cute Carol moment. Yes. Hi, boys. Sam again. Um, just here to say that Carol will be missed and she's one of the all-time greats. And anyone that disagrees is on the wrong side of history. And also that her in a bear costume is one of the greatest moments. And Beryl Radswell uh, is a great moment. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Sam. If you haven't watched that clip, go find it. I completely forgot about it. It's like so cute. Beryl Radswell. Oh my God. $600 she spent to ship a bear costume to Montana. Money well spent. She's got a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I think that her relationship with Heather will be a lifelong friendship. Mm. Hopefully we see Carol pop up in some photos with uh, Tina Lawson, who is always liking and commenting on Heather's Instagram (laughs) photos these days. Not to be confused with Karen Huger. Oh my God. Uh, so... So... That was the obvious sisterhood. The odd couple sisterhood, but there is a sisterhood that we see remains pretty strong throughout most of the seasons except for... Last year. Last year, the election season. Uh, Carolyn and Ramona, they, like, 
have an unlikely friendship, but like mm. Carol's first season and second season, they filmed a lot together. Like a lot of like one-on-one dinners. Um, there was like a cute dinner that Carol joined Ramona and Mario at. Mar- oh my god, I'm turning to you. Mario mm-hmm. at. Uh-huh. Um, and like Mario and Carol are very oh, flirty yeah, during yeah. it. I remember that. Um, they both order beers because mm. um, Carol wanted what he was having. She was cool. Um, and then, if you haven't watched last night's Watch Happens Live, I swear Ramona said the nicest things about Carol. And it seemed to be a legitimate, almost Ramona crying thing rather than her pretending to cry. Right. Where she's like, I'm, I'm going to cry. <laughs> she did get in that little dig at Bethany, but we wouldn't have Ramona Singer without a little mm. dig. Yeah. Beautiful sisterhood. Yeah. Speaking of Bethany, there was uh, seven uh, season seven, eight, and nine were a genuine like. Well, not seven because seven Heather was still around, so Carol was more team Heather than Bethany. I think right. post, but that's was eight like the nine. beginning of their friendship. Remember, like them in the CB two and like Bethany's yeah. crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was starting the birthplace between seasons. They became really close. Well, I th- so post seven was when Carol started dating Adam, right? Seven was when she started dating Adam. Well, that's when they met, right? They met at the beginning of oh, seven. Oh, okay, okay. Because Carol was staying oh, you're right, over you're right. at yeah. Luann's house, and Luann had that party. Yeah. I've watched this season, like, a hundred times. Yeah, sure, sure. True fan, not surface fan, like some <laughs> people. Um, <laughs> but no, it was, like, a really good friendship, and... Except, I don't think it was that great of a friendship. Because, like, Bethany was kind of using Carol to, like, bully jewels. And that's sort of what Carol alluded to, is always Bethany, and it was never about Carol. Mm. Um, so sad. I though would have loved to see it continue. Yeah, um, it would have been so. If Jill Zarin's coming back, it would have been so interesting to see Carol Radswell and Jill Zarin interact. The only time we've seen them come close was the night of a thousand Dorindas or mm. um, during Watch What Happens Live, and they sat like on the same couch. But I don't think they actually they talked. looked at each other. Yeah. yeah, they didn't make eye contact. A la Bethany, uh, <laughs> while Carol was wearing her marathon gear. <laughs> One of the best sisterhoods, which happened during season seven. The the best sisterhood I've ever seen on reality television. I remember like when we watched that, we were both like, that was... Special. Heartwarming. Mm-hmm. When Carol brought Dorinda to London to go pick up Anthony's ashes. Mm-hmm. And they talked about being widows. They like <sighs> sat together on the bed in the hotel room. Touching the urn. And then, yeah, then we got... Carol touching the urn. Listening to her <laughs> headphones. Those Carol headphones. Uh, Some people hate those headphones. They don't mind yeah, me. No. They're, she's cool. I have headphones around my neck. They're just not the big bulky ones. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, and then despite the fact that Carol and Luann were not sisters, they did give us a lot of good stuff throughout the years. I think they they were on track to become sisters after... but. Season six, they, like, started to, like, warm up to each other and like each other to the point where they were friends between seasons. But six we, and seven. Yes, exactly. That's when Adam comes into the picture. Yeah. But things went astray early on with Ranjana and Naeem Khan. Yeah, and just they would butt heads even on the trip to London. Um, Carol thought that Luann was a one-upper. Mm. Um, 
the, the princess versus the countess. Yeah. I loved that first initial season. Yeah. She called her pumpkin head. <laughs> and then she was like, it's a term of endearment. <laughs> uh, so we are very sad to see Carol go. Um, we are going to, at the end of this episode, we're going to play you out um, with some Manhattan by oh. Ross Irwin. Yeah. It's, it's Manhattan is both the borough and Carol Rodswell. Yes. And Manhattan will live inside us forever. Yeah. But before we get to that, we have a freak <laughs> of the week and a one true queen. Brendan... You nominated this freak of the week, so and I and I'm gladly agree. So everyone knows that Kyle Richards had a part in the original Halloween. Mm. So a story came out, the very first Halloween that ever occurred. No, in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, a story came out that said, "So close, nobody wanted Kyle Richards to be in the upcoming Halloween reboot more than the reality star herself." I would have liked to just put a period after <laughs> reboot. <laughs> Nobody wanted Kyle Richards to be in the upcoming Halloween reboot. Um, so much so that she attempted to get in the film by doing something she's never done before. Quote, I really wanted to be so badly, and I've never done this in my life. I literally reached out and said, can I be it in, in it in any capacity? I'll be an extra. I'll do anything. But they didn't think that it was going to fit in with the story or something. I would have loved to have been. Um, I had my agent reach out to them because, you know, I've done so many movies and TV shows since I'm a baby and there's and that's probably the number one thing next to Little House on the Prairie or The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills so it means it's not the number one thing um, that people ask me about so it's just something that I feel really proud to have been a part of it's such an iconic film and I have a lot of memories from that which I don't have from all the things I've done for some reason it really sticks out in my mind it was a small budget. She keeps on talking. Uh-huh. It was a small budget movie uh, that we didn't think was going to be a really big deal. Then it blew up. And I just feel really proud to have been a part of it. Um, she's not giving up hope just yet. Touching on her friendship with Jamie Lee Curtis, she teased, maybe next one or more, Jamie. <laughs> I did actually see, not to like completely drag Kyle, I did see Jamie Lee Curtis interviewed somewhere where someone asked her about Kyle Richards being in it. And she was like, Oh yeah, that like would have been nice if like she popped up or something. Like, uh, also never forget Jamie Lee Curtis was on that episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, when when was that? There was like that. a charity event. Saw it. I hate being the only scholar. Oh, here. get out of there here! There was like a charity event or something that was at Kyle by Aileen, Aileen too, mm-hmm. um, and Jamie Lee Curtis came. Uh, and then to bring us completely f- full circle. The only Halloween movie I've ever seen was Halloween H2O, starring Michelle Williams. Because uh, I had the hots for her. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was just like, that was like the movie of the moment, like when I was in high school. I remember seeing that in theaters. I just got really confused because I thought you were confusing Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child and Kelly Rowland because Kelly Rowland was in like that Jason movie. Yeah, she was in like Freddy versus Jason or she something. She says the F word. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> who, I, you need to read The Queen this oh, week because... Sure. I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The true queen is Britney Spears. But so, no, he's serious. So while, <laughs> while Alex was at Britney Spears night one at Radio City, I was happily gaming at home because I had no interest in going. 
Uh, but during night two... You got offered a chance to go and you didn't? No, I didn't go. Actually, I, he didn't have an extra ticket. It was just him. <laughs> I was going to say, like, if you didn't go just because of your stupid grudge, it's like a good show. It's oh, no, Britney no. Spears. If, if, it was, if it was free for me to go, I would, I would go. Just like, whatever. Who cares? Not to Taylor Swift, though. They paid for that, though. Yeah, they paid for that. So Andy Cohen got a piece of Britney Spears on Tuesday night, reports page six. Joining the pop star on stage at Radio City Music Hall, the Watch What Happens Live host got down on all fours as Spears walked him with a leash while performing her 2007 hit, Freak Show. Freak Show. That's a really good song. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Following the set, Cohen bowed down to the sexy singer. And then she says, I think you all know who this is. Give it up for him. (laughs) She exclaimed, appearing to forget the Bravo Honcho's name. After signing a t-shirt for Cohen as he left the stage, Spears turned to the audience, uh, clasped at her head, and said, Ow, ears, he's loud. That's funny. I saw the video. It's really good. Everyone should go look at it. Another funny thing that's been happening at her recent shows, and I don't know if it's just a recent thing, but like I've seen videos of it in the past like week or so, where people before people yell... Like before the start of the show, who is it? Who is it? So that when she mm. turns around and goes, it's Britney, bitch. Well, so what happened was one loud gay did it at one show, and the the track played, and she laughed after the track said it's Britney, bitch. Mm-hmm. And then during like the next show, like all the fans screamed it. I hope it's a thing forever. And then my other favorite thing, which also makes her deserving of being the one true queen was when she was in Atlantic City and she was like, the only time she spoke was saying, hey y'all, Atlantic City reminds me of Louisiana. Are you ready to break the ice? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Uh, I'm officially ready 100% to drop any um, animosity that this podcast has ever had towards uh, mm -mm. Britney Spears. And I don't think it's really come from my direction. It's really just been from your direction. Um, she's a star. Sure, a true queen. We stand. Uh, so that's it for this week. Thank you for tuning in. Um, we'll miss you, Carol Radzwall. Well, uh, um, we'll cherish the last few weeks we have together. So, please join the Facebook group. Great conversations are having there are being had there. You know, for a while I was like totally checked out of Facebook, and this has me actually tuning in. Has you at hello. We had a little scare there where someone thought that um, Zarin Fabrics was closed for good, but it's still up and running, They folks. just moved around the corner. <laughs> um, you can also follow us on Twitter. You can follow Dan at IDK, IDK. You can follow me at NotBrendan. You could give us a call at 717-47-FREAK. That's 717-47-FREAK. Or email us at comethroughqueen at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much it. So we will see you next week. Like, comment, subscribe, part share, retweet. We love you, Carol Radzowell. We love you, Manhattan. Oh, Bye. Manhattan, I will see you soon. Oh, Manhattan, I look to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.